what a song is. You know, I don't know if guys do that, but girls do that. You're going through a lot of shit. You show up to your best friend's place. You sit down and you start dumping. Mm. I can't believe it. And you start like, oh, yeah. can you believe this shit and all that? And your girlfriend's like, sit down. Here's a glass of wine. Start from the beginning. Uh-huh. And then you'll go, you know that guy that I was dating online? Yes. You know how wonderful he was and he was like flowers and you really made me feel all these things. You're like, yes. Well, it turns out he's like, he's been fooling around all that. And I was just talking with my other friend. Apparently they're having a thing. What a creep. Hmm. You tell the story to your best friend in such a way that you want your best friend to be on your side. One. So, hey everyone, welcome back to Seeing Simply, where through tips, tutorials, and interviews like these, we aim to simplify everything related to learning to sing. So, today I'm very, very excited to have music publisher and songwriting coach Susan with me today. Thank you very, very much for coming on to the show, Susan. Thank you for having me, Ivan. Thank you. Right, right. So, for those of us in the Singing Simply community who have yet to hear from you, Susan, Give us a short teaser about yourself. So I'm, I'm going to say myself, people call me the song whisperer. <laughs> I, uh, my specialty is songs and songwriting. It's not that much singing, so it's a little uh, singing um, uh, adjacent, but you need songs to sing. So uh, my focus is uh, the songwriting. I started in the business as a music publisher. Music publisher are the people who are in the business of songs. I was in the creative department and uh, basically worked with songwriters. They would write songs, turn them into me, and I would go and try to find artists. And uh, over the years, when I didn't like a song, I was like, yeah, it's not good. And when the songwriter said, why? I was like, I don't know, I just can't sell this. And it was going, but each time I said that, it kind of broke my heart. I was like, I should like be able to give them one thing. So I started focusing on that. And obviously after 20 years of career, I started getting more and more articulate. And in 2008, I started workshops for songwriters. It was an idea of a friend of mine. She was like, you need to start songwriting workshops because she was like, I started them when uh, I did them when I started my uh, my career as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. She said, you've got a talent because when you tell a songwriter their song sucks, they thank you for it. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to take that. <laughs> but I was like, OK, let's do that. And um, so I've been doing them since 2008. So it's I'm going on my going to be 13 in June. Uh, so I'm 12 and a half years. I'm a teenager. Um, and uh, basically, we look at songs. Songwriters bring the songs and we look at what works, what doesn't work, why it doesn't work. And really focus on what they're trying to say, because there isn't one way of writing a song. There is no formula. Otherwise, we'd be hearing the same song since the dawn. The, the mm-hmm. whole point is to learn the rules, understand why those rules are there. And your job as creators are to break them Mm. and still keep the balance. So uh, that's uh, that's 
what I've been doing. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. I'm also a very, I'm very well averse in the business of it as well. So some people come for business advice and copywriting and rights and how do I license things and things like that. But my workshops are really geared towards the creative and the craft of songwriting. Right, fantastic. So um, I wanted to maybe start a tiny bit in the beginning. So you've got quite an awesome career in music. How did you decide to jump into music? Were you always like, like as a kid, as you're growing up, were you like music is the thing or did something happen? No, nothing happened. I, f I mean, I was in love with music. I was the girl who slept with the radio on because I'm older. There was radio at the time. Um, and I just loved, loved songs. And then when I discovered I was 15, that there was such a thing as music publisher. And I have to say, no offense to all the singers watching, but I was personally always more moved by songs than the artists themselves. Hmm. And when people ask me, what's your favorite artist? I was like, I can name you my favorite songs, but I can't name you my favorite artist because if they're singing a song I don't like, I don't like the artist. Hmm. So um, I, I was really drawn to songs more than a vocal or a production or, or a sound. So when I discovered at 15 that such a business existed, I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, from there on, I went to conferences and started meeting people. And after I graduated college, I sent my resume everywhere and actually physically sat by the phone because there were no cell phones <laughs> for two full months. Looking back, it really wasn't much, but it was the longest two months of my life every day getting depressed and then i had one call from warren chapel at the time i lived in paris had one call in at warren chapel i went for the job interview and they were like it's a paid internship i was thrilled it was paid and they were like when can you start and i was like well i'm here now so I didn't leave. <laughs> I didn't walk out the door in case they change their minds. And um, basically my enthusiasm and the fact that I was there was tangible. And they were like, okay, let's find you a chair and a table. And, and I started right there. And then I was there for four months and then they renewed my paid internship. And a month later, uh, somebody doing, taking care of the international left. I was fluent in English, so that was a huge leg up in France in the late 80s. Mm. Um, so they were like, okay, here, the job's yours. It's, uh, it's swim or sink. Mm. I mm. swam. Nice. So, and I was there for seven years and uh, seven years later, I got noticed by an English company that had offices in New York and they offered me a job to move to New York. So I was in New York for 13 months. They closed their New York office to open LA and then I moved to LA. I was very fortunate that they had very talented writers and I was working with songwriters. They were writing songs, they were giving me the songs and I was pitching away. And 
honestly, I feel like all I had to do was push play and people were like, I want it for such and such. I want it for such and such. And uh, that's how I got uh, my feet wet. And I was also very fortunate when I moved to the, to the U.S. to work with uh, phenomenal uh, songwriters. So it's like, you know, when you don't know anything about wine, but mm. all your life you've been drinking great wine. Mm. So all of a sudden, when you have bad wine and you're like, ooh, this is not good. And they're like, why? And you start describing what a great wine should taste like. And then you're like, go make it. So it's kind of the analogy I hope is tangible. So it's like that. So the feedback I give is, did I get the goosebumps? Did I not get the goosebumps? And I'm really good at putting my finger on where the goosebumps left away, where I was expecting the goosebump to arrive and it didn't. Right. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, like, um, I think sometimes music is just like that. Like we tend to overthink it sometimes, but it's really, did you get the goosebumps or not? So that's really, really, really cool. I would definitely dive into songwriting, um, in, in a second, but I'm really curious. So, um, given your like kind of, um, career so far, how has the industry changed, um, uh, from your eyes? Wow. I mean, the industry changed the, um, it changed, but before I say anything about the change and all that, it's the nature of anything creative is change. Hmm. Your jobs is to do the change. So the format change, well, here's the first thing that changed. When I started in the business, pop music was Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah. And stylistically it changed. The business changed. The business changed as in the labels were, uh, the labels were the king. Now they're not the kings anymore. Mm. The internet and it's, it's um, the change is there. It's how you sell, how you make money that has changed. Obviously, songwriting style has changed as well because hip hop happened and now everything. When I started, the blueprint for songwriting was blues. Now the blueprint for songwriting is hip hop. But that matters for people my age. That doesn't matter for people your age because you know what you know and there isn't. And maybe there's somebody in their bedroom right now that are in the middle of changing the face of music. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. So change is the constant. So change is the constant. So I don't fear the change. But one thing that hasn't changed is a song is there to put into words and music to mirror what we feel. We, when I say we, we are the listeners. You are the creators. And another interesting thing, I'm not a songwriter. I critique song from the listener's point of view. I don't critique it from the doer's point of view. Uh, so what hasn't changed is that, especially teenagers, you all of a sudden your drink gets spiked with hormones. You start feeling a million things at once. You feel like you're going out of your mind, you're going crazy. And then a song comes along and describes exactly how you feel. And all of a sudden you feel normal. It gives you solace. 
that hasn't changed. That's been the purpose of songs from day one, is to put into words some feelings so the listener can own it and compartmentalize and be able to put that feeling at rest as opposed to going, what is it? What is it I'm feeling? I can't put it to words. You're there. Your jobs as songwriters is to put to words the feelings that we all feel. So um, that hasn't changed that purpose. So I really focus on that in my uh, in my critique. Obviously, if something's super dated, I'll address it. If something is not ear candy, I'll address it. But I'm not gonna give you ways of making it because I'm not co-writing the song with you. Hmm. I'll just say this is not working. Make it more dynamic. I'll give you more the feeling I want to get. And you're, and um, so that's, um, I hope I answered. I feel like I'm going through tangents here. So I want to rile it back in. No, I think that's, that's uh, really, really awesome because I think music, I guess the purpose or like the outcome has always been the same. It's to get people to feel a certain way. And like, yes, maybe the, the styles have changed. Maybe the business has changed, but the purpose has always been there. So I, I love how you kind of broke it down into what has changed and what hasn't changed. Um, let's talk a bit about songwriting because obviously you're fantastic at that. Um, I, I'm sure there are lots of people in this community who would love to write better songs. Do you have a process for writing great music, especially maybe from the listener's point of view? Hey everyone, if you're enjoying this episode, make sure to subscribe, share with one of your friends, and rate this podcast. This would really help grow our community so we can make learning to sing simple for everyone. Uh, yes, just write. Oh. <laughs> just write. Just write. It's like the, uh, here's the, uh, the biggest problem with songwriters who get started and it leads to writer's block and all that is that people want to write good songs. Mm. Just write a song. Let mm. it be mediocre. Let it be shitty. Excuse my language. Not at uh, all. L let, let it be. Let it be a bad song. But write the song. Mm. It's sometimes when you want to write a letter to somebody, like a real letter, not like a business letter, like a real letter to somebody. And I'm not talking about texting, where you're gonna pour your soul. You write it, and then you rewrite it, and then you redraft it, and then you erase it, and you write it again. Some writing is like that. Say mm. what you got to say until you say it well. Mm. Don't be afraid of rewriting the same song, saying the same thing over and over again. Of flipping the angle. A photographer will take 60 to 100 pictures of the same objects from all angles to pick two or three. Hmm. Why should it be? Why should the songwriter's first draft be the ultimate draft? Hmm. Yeah. Keep writing. Say it. I uh, I give an exercise to a lot of um, to actually not a lot to everybody I work with is every day put a timer to twenty minutes and write a song in under twenty minutes. Oh. Okay. After twenty minutes, stop. If you haven't finished it in 20 minutes, you're lying. Mm, mm. Or 
you got lost in the form or the idea is not ready yet hmm. because when you have something to say it doesn't take you 20 minutes to say it hmm. that's true then once you said it take weeks to craft it is it the best chord not a better chord here is that the best word is that can i shift it but at least you have your frame of what you want to say hmm. in the song and you said it so um and then the next day take the same idea and write a new song about it take another picture of the same but change the angle so if you haven't if you haven't been able to finish a song doesn't mean that it was a bad idea it just mean it wasn't ready hmm. i'm sure you've heard the term urgency yeah when something's urgent it just falls out of you hmm. and sometimes some emotions some ideas are not urgent you're still choked up on it hmm. Hmm. So these are the 20 minute songs that you need to write. And then you need to take another 20 minutes independent. And if you merge them too, it's the kiss of death. And then you need to have a 20 minutes of journaling every day. Mm. So you dump everything's inside of you that doesn't need to make sense. Doesn't need to rhyme. It's just how you're feeling and it doesn't have to be organized. It doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be anything mm. it doesn't have to be with pretty words it's just your rawness mm. and so that's 40 minutes of writing every day and then if you're a singer practice your voice every day freestyle melodies every day doesn't have to be with words just like play your instrument hmm. if you actually play an instrument play an instrument for songwriters i highly suggest that they time they that they don't worry about not being good at an instrument sometimes the mistakes end up being very interesting melody changes yeah yeah so um honestly the only way to get good at songwriting is to keep doing it yeah fantastic I, I think i think that's really really cool because um as you mentioned i think the analogy i was thinking as you were saying that susan is if you're hungry your instinct is to go for food and similar to how if you've got like something you want to say you're going to say it so i think maybe for a lot of people when they um as you said if they don't if they can't write a song or like they're struggling to kind of get a message out in 20 minutes i think maybe that first thing is kind of thinking about what is your message? Like, what, what is it that you want to say? And maybe that can kind of get the ball rolling. Can I find you what you just said? Of course. It's not really about what you want to say. It is about what do you want the listener to feel? What is the feeling you're feeling so intensely that you need the other person to feel it? Hmm. Hmm. It's a really urgency to be understood. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not about just to, to be heard. It's to be understood. I like that. That's really, really good. Um, so 
I, I wanted to kind of build on that. So you, you did mention a tiny bit, like when, once you've got this idea, you've written down your song, you can then go hone your craft, whether it's picking the right chord progression. From some of the songwriters you've worked with, Susan, what are some maybe important skills to maybe start thinking about developing? Like, is it maybe learning like chord progressions, producing? Is there anything you might've seen? Here's the thing, being proficient at an instrument or it doesn't make you a better songwriter. Hmm. It makes you write with better tools. Right, right. But at the end of the day, how much do you want to share? Mm, yeah. How much do you want to be understood? Because then the, um, I know phenomenal musicians, a lot of studio musicians, really fantastic with their instruments, who can't write for shit. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of phenomenal songwriters who can't sing for shit. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, in order to be a songwriter, you need to want to express yourself mm. and you need to want to be understood. You have to have that need to get it out. Here's the thing. A lot of singers get their emotions out through their throat, mm. their vocals, the words need to match. Mm. Yeah. Because then it's magic. When the words and the melody and the emotion and the delivery are all, they're all important. They're all equally important. Don't get me wrong. Mm. They're mm. all equally important. But you know, when you sing a mediocre song and when you sing a great song, what a difference. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So I like that because it's essentially uh, one way I interpreted that is ultimately songwriting is also kind of like a skill in itself. If you want to get good at songwriting, yes, maybe like learning instrument was good, but actually doing more songwriting, as you said, right, just keep writing, just keep writing, just keep writing. Um, so I, I think that's really, really cool. I'd, I'd like to jump into this because, um, this, this kind of next segment, because, um, thank you very much. You've agreed to kind of break down one of uh, like a track that someone has submitted. So um, I would love to hear you maybe as a bit of like a live demo, kind of go through uh, go through a track with me. And I would love to hear your critique because that, that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would love to see what's happening there. Um, so I've actually got a song over here. Um, it's, I'm sorry. It's a song called, I'm sorry. Shit anymore. I can't take any more of this shit anymore. I 
lovely very hey everyone if you're stuck with singing and would like some help i'd love to work with you at the moment i'm doing trial lessons for first timers to schedule a time with me all you need to do jump onto singingsimply.com book so that's singingsimply.com book i teach students all over the world on skype or zoom let's get you singing better the weekend there's beautiful vocals I actually love how the melody develops hmm. and uh, there are some really heartfelt, potent lines in the song. These are the goods, so don't lose those. Hmm. But structurally, the song is nowhere. And I don't mind somebody uh, breaking the rules structurally but it's important to understand why those structures are what they do. So when you break the rules, you still make sure that the song stands. Right. It's like building a house and you're like, hey, I'm going to take this wall out. Why is there always that? You've got to make sure that when you take that wall out, everything doesn't collapse. So sometimes when you take something out, you need to uh, strengthen something else so it still holds. So... A song structure is verse, pre-chorus, chorus. The verse one is there to give you context. What happens? It introduces the character. It sets the, uh, the mood. It's where is this coming from? It's the first half hour of a movie. 
Mm-hmm. The pre-chorus, sometimes the B section, it's also called um, like sometimes just the lift at the end of a, of a verse. That is the tension point. What happened? What's the what is the hinge? And mm. your hook, your chorus is your point. So mm. what's your point? So verse two is continuing the thought knowing what you know after having made your point mm-hmm. it's storytelling movies are the same way it's just storytelling mm. so here we don't actually have we have a melody another melody and it just keeps it's a little more edm structure open-ended mm. no problem with that but you still have a point and i can't see the point here mm. Right, 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 right. Um, that... So, what's the point? It's also the reason repetitions are good in songs is that it just repeats the point. It makes it singable again. Hmm. And again, remember, once the song is written and it comes out of the singer's mouth, it becomes about the listener. Yeah. If it becomes about the listener, the least you can do is give them something they can sing back. So without the repetitions, without a simple hook, hmm. you there's nothing for me to hang on to. So again, I really like the development of that melody, but I feel like it ended too soon. Mm. It needed to go to a point because I don't see what the point is. Right. I'm not sure what it is. So, again, devotion is a little hopeless. How? Why? Mm. Not addressed. Right. Left that and that open, always feel like rolling. I need to catch some motion. The potion is the cure. I didn't need more lyrics. I didn't need give me all that. Hmm. The potion is the cure. I'm good. But the first verse is devotion. And this song is not about devotion. And if it is about devotion, tell me more. Hmm. Devotion towards who? Then we've got the second part that I'm not going to call the hook. I can't take any more of this shit anymore. You lost me there because I have no idea what shit we're talking about. Mm. Mm. This, that in a song is like a minor without a parent. Mm. <laughs> they can't roam alone. Mm. If there is this shit, you need to have put that shit earlier. Mm. I need to know what this shit is so I can stay with you. I can't take it. Now I got you shaking ass. Who is you? All of a sudden, we are mid-song and there's a new character. We Mm. don't know who that you is. I can't think when you move it like that. Who's this person? Sweet relief when you're moving like that. Again, I'm like, okay, so obviously it's kind of a romantic sexual relationship. That relief, now I just need to relax 
another verse that I got down pat. I have no idea what that means. Hmm. But now I must, you and I must make a pact that we will never save a sinking, what sinking ship? Hmm. Rely on my relationship. So here's the thing. This is a good 20 minute song. There are some really nice rhyme schemes. There's hmm. some really nice ideas. What I like with the lines, although I'm lost, I don't know what they are. They are not emotionally empty. Right. So there are some really good things there. But the who, the what, the why, hmm. and the how are not in there. So in my head, it's just scrappy. And I hope that you'll still care when I fall off the edge. This feels a little like journaling. Mm. He's emptying, but it's not focused. So now what I want to say is, what is this about? What is the one feeling you want the listener to feel? Mm. And what's your point? What's your point? So obviously when I'm saying your point, I'm talking to Pinkish Bravo by the name. I love that band name. <laughs> so well done for that. Uh-huh uh-huh. And I didn't and I was expecting a girl to be singing, so uh it was a double uh double positive. Yeah. It's, it's not a girl, right? It's a boy. No, 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 no. My student is a boy. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so overall, I love the thought, it's just still messy. Mm. Mm. Here's what a song is. You know, I don't know if guys do that, but girls do that. You're going through a lot of shit. You show up to your best friend's place. You sit down and you start dumping. Mm. Oh, I can't believe this. And you start like, oh, yeah. can you believe this shit and all that? And your girlfriend's like, sit down. Here's a glass of wine. Start from the beginning. Uh -huh. And then you'll go, you know that guy that I was dating online? Yes. You know how wonderful he was and he was like flowers and you really made me feel all these things. They're like, yes. Well, it turns out he's like, he's been fooling around all that. And I was just talking with my other friend. And apparently they're having a thing. What a creep. Hmm. You tell the story to your best friend in such a way that you want your best friend to be on your side. Yes. Same thing for songwriting. Mm. So you really need to pull the listener in to be on your side. Mm. Mm. So, so obviously this is about taking ecstasy to just feel better and, and then it feels like, and I'm not sure why I'm not sure what devotion is. So this is where I would say, sit down, tell me more what devotion. Yes. Mm. And they're like, well, it kind of sounded good. It's not about devotion. Lose it. Mm. You have 50 words or less to take the listener on a trip, mm. on an emotional trip. It is very precious real estate. If a word is not serving the song, lose it. Mm, mm. 
Here's the thing. Sometimes a word can really serve a song melodically feel-wise. That might be able to stay if it really adds to it. Mm -hmm. But here, devotion feels a little hopeless. Why? What is hopeless about it? Devotion to who? Lift out in that open. Not sure what I mean, what that means. Here's the thing. If the song lyrically started with, I always feel like rolling. I need to catch some motion. The potion is the cure. Mm. You pulled me in. And then the cure to what? Yeah. So that's where you start explaining what that shit is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the potion is the cure. Our relationship is not working. Unless we're high. Obviously, I'm not feeding you lines because I can hear that they're shitty lines. If I had anything better in me, I would give them, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. But idea-wise, idea-wise, start sitting, setting up what the shit is. Mm. And then you're like, I can't take this shit anymore. I can't take it. Mm. Now I got you shaking your ass. I can't think when you move like that. No. But now you start shaking your ass. Mm. I can't think when you move like that. Sweet relief when you move like that. But it's not a relief. It's a torture hmm. because the relationship when you're sober isn't working. I think that's what it means. So again, every critique that I give is usually a conversation with the songwriter. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, Pinkish Bravo is going to say, but that's not what I wanted to say. That's so if I took the song outside of what you wanted to say. I apologize. So usually what I do is one-on-one -on -one with the writer. So this is just um, a, an example of what I do. But I love the, and you and I must make a pact that will never uh, save a sinking ship. But that feels like a beginning of a second verse. Mm. But my next question is, what's your point? Because you mm. don't have a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess uh, from from what I'm hearing, like, um, fantastic vocals, um, instrumentals are actually quite well done. But I think, as you mentioned, like, it it's the structure because I think, um, like, for us as listeners, right, when we're listening to the lyrics, and if we can't understand what the what what the songwriter is trying to put out there, it's very hard for us to connect. And I think ultimately, if you can pull them on your side, that's going to be a really really great way to have someone enjoy your music because imagine speaking to someone and you guys are barely even clicking. That's going to make it very hard. So I think uh, our job as songwriters is to tell a story so well that it can click with our audience. So um, I, I, I love that. It's a really wonderful breakdown of this. And I'm going to share this with my student just to see if we can kind of get ball, the ball rolling. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. So Susan, um, thank you very, very, very much for joining me today. Um, I had one one little kind of small question left. So um, for someone who's beginning their kind of songwriting journey, what's maybe a small little 
actionable tip that you would leave them with for today? Actionable tip. You start writing songs. First of all, enjoy the process. Hmm. If you're not enjoying writing songs, don't write because your first hundred songs are garbage. Hmm. I know it's a scary thought. Since your first hundred songs are garbage, don't spend a lot of time finishing and crafting them all. <laughs> yes. Do the 20 minute songs. Here's the thing. You do a 20 minute song every day. In three months, you've got your first hundred songs. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You don't need to craft everything. Sometimes it's good to craft them for exercise and all that, but enjoy the process. Also, I see with a lot of songwriters, a lot of people want to hide behind lyrics. Mm. Why would I listen to somebody who doesn't want to tell me? Yeah. When your competition is bearing their soul. Mm. And any song, any singer, any songwriter that's out there in the marketplace is your competition. There is no junior league. Mm. The second you decide to put music out, you're going to, you're in competition because there are so many hours during the day. And I, I, if I have time to listen to 20 songs a day, I want to listen to the ones who are sharing with me, who are coming undone, who are making me feel. Mm. Mm. So don't be afraid to be exposed. Hmm. show your flaws because a songwriter showing their flaws makes me feel okay with my flaws. Yeah, that's so true. It makes my flaws feel human and not like an alien. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Your job is to make people who feel like alien feel human. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So um, I think that's that's really cool. You have to, I guess, the takeaway I got, and this is probably something I need to start doing, write these songs, just write them 20 minute sessions, write them out, get them out. After 100, maybe they might start getting better. But I think the if you keep writing, that's when you really start to shine. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me, Susan. Before we wrap And also, up, don't be afraid of repeating yourself. Don't be afraid of repeating yourself. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, all good. Um, it's okay because sometimes people want to say, I already talked about that. Keep talking about it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, well, um, thank you very much for joining me today, Susan. Before we wrapped up, where can our listeners find you? So my uh, website susankoch.com the spelling is a little tricky s-u-z-a-n-k-o-c at no dot com sorry <laughs> dot com s-u-z-a-n-k-o-c dot com and you'll have all my information there and you can uh, reach me uh, reach me from there and um, 
I also offer, there's a free songwriting course. Uh, it's an email course. You'll get an email, a shortish email with things to do every day. It's a seven-day course. I highly suggest you subscribe to it. It's, um, I've been told it's very useful. Um <laughs> uh, and uh, well, I uh, I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for having me, Ivan.